Good afternoon. Anybody here feeling like their batteries are a little run down? <sighs> I drank quite a lot of wine last night, so. <laughs> um, so the next um, keynote speaker is going to talk about how your home can help you recharge those batteries, how it's going to be your, it needs to be your charging station. And I'm really looking forward to this one here. Um, uh, I have Maya Roos who's gonna come onto the stage in a second. She's gonna give you a talk um, and then we'll do a Q&A at the end. So if you've got any questions, um, we will give you the chance to ask them. So Maya Roos, please take to the stage. <laughs> Hello. Life is a dance between time and energy. Time is a finite resource. We all only have 24 hours in a day, and none of us truly know how much time we have in this life. However, the Western world especially keeps talking about productivity, about multitasking, about time management and time blocking. On the other side of that, we have energy which, if we do it right, is an infinite source. And we have some more control over and how we spend our time and our energy has a direct impact on our well-being. Hi, I'm Maya. I'm a certified coach, a life organizer, a speaker, and I'm a member of APTO, which is the Association of Professional Declutterers and Organizers in the UK. If you haven't been to our stand, please visit us a little bit later. My mission is to empower people to, do, to find out what is truly important in this fast-paced world and to help them establish environments that are supportive for professional and personal growth. Everything we do in life requires energy, from our breathing to our li lifting our little finger. The more energy we have, the better we are in everything that we do in life. Our world has changed so much over the past 100 years that we cannot even grasp what actually has happened. I worked in the automotive industry, so I'll give you an analogy from there. In the olden days, in motorsport and in racing, the pit stop would be a time for the driver to get out of the car, go to the toilet, have a coffee, change the tires, and then get back in and drive. And today, the pit stop is two seconds. That's the record. Two seconds to change tires and put fuel in. That's how our lives have changed over the last, I don't know how many years. So, we tend to take energy absolutely for granted, and it's only when we don't have it, when we're struck by illness, when we're struck by just exhaustion and we're drained, that we actually start to appreciate it more and more. Thank you, Georgina, for asking how your batteries are today, because my question to you is, where are your batteries today? If you imagine your body to be one big battery, your head is 100% and your feet are zero, where are you right now in this moment? You can show me or you can tell the person next to you. How are you feeling? Yeah, about there? Yeah, I'm about here. I'm excited about the talk, but I'm also a bit exhausted. <laughs> So, do you stop during the day to ask yourself where your battery is? We surely check our phones and we go, oh, my phone is at 20%, I better recharge it. But do you stop and do you look at your own personal battery? 
Do you know how to recognize when you're low on energy? And do you know what actually drains your energy on a daily basis? It could be a really bad job. It could be a really bad relationship. People impact our energy a lot as well. And, or it could be the clutter in our homes. It could be any of this. And it's important to know and recognize these energy drainers or energy suckers in our life. However, more importantly, and what we will talk about today, is how do we actually replenish this energy? What are the sources? Where does it come from? It comes from our body, our mind, and our soul. And it is unbelievable how much our environment actually shapes and impacts all these three. When we talk about our bodies, we talk about our physical energy. We all know that it's everywhere in all the magazines. It's the sleep. It's what we eat and what we put in our bodies. It's how much water we drink. And it's how we move, how we move our bodies. When it comes to the mental energy, we talk about how we are able to focus. When we complete tasks, we feel good, we feel energized, because we feel great that we actually accomplished it. When we laugh, when we listen to music, when we feel positive emotions, all of these things, when we breathe mindfulness, all of this impacts our emotional and mental energy. The spiritual one, the soul, is a slightly different one and slightly more difficult to impact. But when we live in line with our core values, when we have a purpose, when we have a meaning in life, that's when our spiritual energy and our soul is fed. Our environment can mean many, many things. It can be our physical environment in our home, which is what we will focus on in the talk today. It can be our economic environment, our social environment, everything. You can go as far as you want, but for now we focus on the home. All these are connected. When we do something for our body, it also nourishes our mind, it sometimes nourishes our soul. They're all super connected. So to use an automotive analogy again, if your, car, if your body is the car, your mind is the driver, your soul is the destination where you're going to. And your environment is the road conditions. It's super important. If you think again of motor racing, different drivers perform different on different tracks. You can be the best driver in the world. You can have the best car. You can be going somewhere really nice. If the road is filled with potholes, you won't get very far. So we simply cannot underestimate the power of our environment on our well-being and our energy. So how does our energy impact our mind, our body, and our soul? Think of a day when you came home from work and you were greeted by utter chaos. I mean, you're already at 20%, and you walk in and you're just defeated. You're done. Luckily, and my fellow organizers in the industry know this, there is so much research being done now on clutter and chaos and how it impacts our bodies and our minds. Okay, so when we are in cluttered environment or in chaos, our body produces cortisol, which is the stress hormone, because our brain fires alarm signals, our amygdala fires alarm signals, and our body goes into fight or flight response which is a response when the body perceives danger. 
this is good for us, for us. In those moments, all the normal body functions um, kind of wind down a little bit, and the stress keeps us, adrenaline keeps us going. Now, in a normal stress situation, the perceived stress goes down after a while, and our body returns to normal. And the research shows that when we live in a chronic chaos or chronic clutter environment, this stress level is constant. It becomes a constant low-grade fight or flight, which actually makes us even more prone to stress in different situations. So it's absolutely critical what we're surrounded with. However, on a positive note, when we truly create charging stations in our homes, it can create an invisible hand that drives immense positive behavior and positive habits in our lives. So what could that look and feel like? Let's start in our bedrooms, because we do spend over 30% of our life asleep. That's the first place we see when we wake up in the morning and the last place we see um, at night. So always start in your bedroom. When your bedroom is your charging station, you have a comfortable bed, you have beautiful, clean bed sheets, and you have a nightstand which has no distractions and enables you to go to sleep peacefully and wake up. What you see in front of you in your bedroom truly matters. There shouldn't be clothes on a chair. Everything should be absolutely clear. When we think of a kitchen, if our kitchen is our charging station, we have fridges and pantries that are filled with food that nourishes our body, nourishes our soul. Only food, only ingredients that we actually cook. We don't have to stock up on everything. We, we really evaluate what is good for us, and we fill it with that. Our dining rooms, our dining room tables are clear of clutter. They allow us to connect to the loved ones or people we have mealtimes with. There is no homework, paper lying around. It makes you connect and recharge when you talk and when you eat with your family. If your office is your charging station, your desk enables you to focus on the task at hand. Everything else is out of sight and within reach. You're able to focus and get stuff done. When your wardrobe is a charging station, that's a big one as well, you should be able to open your wardrobe and only see the clothes that make you feel amazing, that make you feel good, that are good materials, that are in line with your current lifestyle. If you had a career before, but you're not in that career anymore, it's time to get rid of those items of clothing that do not belong there. That wardrobe is supposed to represent your life and who you are today and where you're going to. No needs for reminders of the past. If you have a hobby, and I hope you do, your charging station is a little corner or a little place in your home where you can go and do something you love and it makes you forget what time it is. If you're lucky and you have a garden, you hopefully have a very nice cozy corner where you can soak in some sunshine, you can read a book and have a cup of tea. All these add up and all of these matter. And don't forget about your hallway, because that's the first place you see when you walk through the door. No shoes, no coats. Try to organize them and get rid of anything that clutters your brain and makes you stressed. So can you take a second and think how your life could be different if you improved only one of these that I just talked about? 
Just imagine what it would feel like. And there's more, because the environment itself is not enough. To flourish in life, we need three things. And we already talked about two. One is awareness of how important energy is to our well-being and what are the sources that we replenish our energy, our body, our mind, and our soul. The second one is a supportive environment, our charging station, our homes, our beautiful homes that rejuvenate and help us relax. And the third thing is the systems, the habits, and the rituals that help us truly master this energy replenishment. Aristotle said, we are what we continuously or repeatedly do. And this is so important because we are the sum of our habits. What we do every day creates our identity and who we are. It is extremely important. How many of you know of the book Atomic Habits by James Clear? Some people have read it. Um, I found that book to be truly life-changing. If you have read it, you're nodding, yes. And if you haven't read it, put it on your Christmas list or read it still this year, so next year <laughs> you can improve your life even more. I would love to tell you a personal story of how that book changed my life. In 2019, I was recovering from a burnout at work and grieving the loss of my father, who suddenly died. I, there were days when I, I could get out of bed and I could get the kids ready and take them to school, but I had zero drive. I couldn't function properly. I had to write a to-do list for every single thing because I just, my brain just didn't work how it normally did. I was so desperate to make a big change and get my life back on track, but my body wouldn't let me. I just couldn't do it. So when I read Atomic Habits, what resonated with me was the fact that I could take one small step, make one small change, and see what happens. My goal was to stop scrolling mindlessly through social media every night I went to bed. Every time I would watch reels, not only was it distracting and I wouldn't go to bed on time, but it was cluttering my brain. When you look at reels, it's constantly different topics. One reel is something funny, then you're cooking because it's a recipe, then it's something about wellness or fitness, depending what the algorithm does to you. And after half an hour, you've, you don't know if you feel like cooking or working out, or <laughs> you have some motivational quote and you want to go and fight the world. It's unbelievable what it does to you. And then you put your phone down and you go to bed and you're like, okay, good night. I mean, it's, un it's really unbelievable. So my goal was to get rid of that and stop that. And the one way I identified from the book was to put my phone out of my bedroom. So from one day to another, I took my phone, which actually wasn't just my phone, it was my watch and my iPad. All of that was right next to my bed, radiating into my head all night long. So I took that out of my bedroom. By removing the phone charger from my bedroom, my bedroom became my charging station. It changed my life and transformed it so magically that I cannot still believe to this day what a big impact it had. This little change snowballed into something so much bigger. I ended up going to bed on time. I was not distracted by the social media. I could fall asleep sooner. 
I had better sleep. I woke up in the morning and I didn't hit the snooze button because I had to get up on bed and go out in the hallway to actually um, stop the alarm. I was not tired anymore. I stopped having coffee multiple times a day and I now have only one shot of coffee in the morning and I just drink water throughout the day. I don't snack as much as I used to and my mood has improved so significantly. Had I known when I was just thinking of this habit to not watch social media at night that this is what my life would turn out to be from this tiny habit, it's, it was such a profound effect and it made me realize that I simply made my environment work for me and the person that I wanted to become. And you know what? It actually didn't stop there at all. Every now and again, I would add a teeny tiny little habit and I now just patiently watch and see what happens and what it will snowball into next. In addition to that, I created a series of daily rituals that I call supercharging. So when I only have one minute, I go and I supercharge myself with just breathing, listening to one song. If I can listen to one song, I really like Latin music, I'll listen to one. If I have only 10 minutes, I'll set my alarm, I'll go for a walk for five minutes, and then walk back for the other five. There, it's my 10-minute walk. These rituals have are reminding me throughout the day to stop and check in on myself, check in on my energy, and make sure I never go empty. Please don't underestimate what you see in your environment. Of all the human senses, our vision is the strongest one. Our environment and what we see shapes our behavior. And I will leave you with this. Start small, master your rituals, Make your environment work for your body, your mind, and your soul, and watch your life transform before your very eyes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Maya. I'm not supposed to do this. Health and safety. Uh, nobody saw that, yeah? Um, thank you. That was brilliant. I mean, this is something that I totally need in my life. Oh, thank you. I was going to say, if we could have a chair, because uh, my batteries are pretty low right now, so sitting down would be a good thing. I'm interested to start with, I will ask you guys if you've got any questions as well, but thank you. Um, I would love you to go through one of these rituals um, that we could all take home with us today to do when we're, we're needing that kind of supercharge in the middle of the day. Yeah, um, one of them has been, um, I, I have so many, <laughs> I'll pick one. I start my day with lemon water, and I started this about eight months ago, and now I don't go anywhere without a lemon. <laughs> Literally, I brought one, I flew from Munich to, to be here for this talk, and I had a lemon in my bag, just, just in case there was no lemon at the hotel. <laughs> so lemon water, I start my day. What's, what's the science behind that? Um, the science behind it is it lifts you up. I don't know, to be honest. It's just... It's it that citrus a, kind of... It's, it's meant to lift you up. I don't know, and I don't put too much effort into reading behind it. I just... It felt good for me. I tried it. It felt good. And I stacked it on the habit of making a coffee. So while I make my coffee, I then also make my lemon water. I do that. I do a, a few rituals. I do some face brushing, like dry brushing. And I write in my journal, that's probably my favorite. I didn't think of it before as a supercharging ritual, but I have a little notebook about this size. And um, 
when I was going through a really tough time about a year ago, I started this. And it's not an accountability journal. It's not a habit tracker. It's not a gratitude journal. It's nothing that makes me feel like, oh, I have to do this every day. It's a little notebook where when I do something wonderful for myself, I write it down. And there were times in the last one year when lemon water was the only good thing I did for myself that day. But that was the one thing that kept me going. So I have this notebook. I carry it. And I cherish it so much. And I just write these in. So that's one of them that actually lifts my, it's my, for my emotional energy. And what a lovely thing to go back and read through when you, when you might need a lift as well. Is it, is it hot or warm water with the lemon? I'm just, I'm interested. I'm going to start doing it. So it's, <laughs> uh, it's warm. Just warm, warm water. Okay, that's going to be my new habit. Um, and I mean, I, I, I'm going through a divorce at the moment and it's emotionally draining. And I do, I find that the day, I don't start with the full battery anyway, and then it just gets lower and lower. Um, what would you, and, and a lot of that is because of what I'm thinking up here all the time. So what would your advice be to someone that is um, needing to, to control the thoughts that, that are probably bringing their battery down? Okay. So... I'm so sorry to hear what you're going through, and uh, I hope it doesn't last very long. But what I would say, I mean, our thoughts, if we can control our minds, if we can make our minds bulletproof, we want in life. It's not always easy to do. And uh, however, if you make it a, a little tiny ritual, maybe try for just one minute a day to take a moment and think of the things that are actually good in your life in this very moment. Because whilst going through a divorce is an awful thing and it can drain and suck the life out of you for sure, there are still probably some absolutely amazing things in your life. And you can literally just be con consciously set a timer, if you can even set a timer for one minute and just think about something good that will help you bounce back or just change your state. If you move your body a little bit, if you just shake your body a little bit, Tony Robbins always says, Ch uh, change your state to change your mind. Move around. Just moving around, standing up, already makes a big difference. Well, yeah, it's incredible, isn't it, that actually your posture yeah. can completely change how you're feeling as well. I'm really interested in what you were saying about not having the phone next to the bed, because I'm, I'm terrible for that, actually. It's almost like there's a light show going on in my bedroom. Um, I use it as an alarm clock, though. So what do you, because obviously, uh, alarm clock is generally electrical. What, what would you advise people do to make sure they get up in time in the morning if they're not going to have their phone there and they, can't, and they don't have a plugged-in uh, alarm clock? I mean, of course, you can go analog. I don't have an analog. It's, I, my phone still wakes me up. I just put it outside of my bedroom, just kind of close to the door in the hallway. I made a little charging station on a beautiful um, little stand and, uh, or a chest of drawers. And it's just there, and it rings, and I have to get up. And That's <laughs> and good, get actually, isn't it? Because it's I am a, I'm the one that does the snooze but over and over again. So, yeah. yeah. It it's out of sight, but within reach. <laughs> yeah. no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm getting my questions in, but does anybody from the audience have a question that you'd like to ask Maya? There's a lady just over there, Rini. Hello, Maya. Hey. Um, I've read Atomic Habits. It's excellent. Um, what other books do you recommend? Okay, there is a book uh, by J.D. Riley, and it's called Spark. And uh, this book talks about the neuroscience of physical activity. And it actually talks about how... It's not an easy read, because it's quite scientific, but there are elements of it that are absolutely profound and life-changing. 
and it talks about what happens in our brains when we move and when we do physical exercise. And um, it gives also little habits of what you can do, and it has case studies of what people have done to change their life. So, for example, uh, there was a lady, a case study of a lady in that book who was going through a really difficult time. She was depressed. I think she was going through a divorce. It was, it was awful. And she put a skipping rope um, on each floor of her house, and every time she felt stressed, she would just skip for, she would do 100 jumps on the skip rope. And I did that actually at one point, and I put a skipping rope in front of my front door. So in the morning, when I took my kids to the bus stop for the school bus, I would come back home and just do 100 jumps, and that was my workout for the day. <laughs> so. I love that. <laughs> I go on my kids' trampoline, and actually that makes me feel really good as well. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, do we have any other questions? So I think my, my question, uh, my final question to you would be, <laughs> this, I mean, I was watching that and I was thinking, yeah, I really need to do this in my life, but then actually, how do I stop that from them being an, another pressure <laughs> that I should be doing this and you know that whole should be doing something. I love that you asked that and uh, I think this goes back to what I said earlier about my little notebook where if you if you put a habit tracker and say I'm gonna track how many days I managed to sleep without my phone in my bedroom after two occasions of you failing to do that you're gonna feel guilty you're like oh no, I can't do this so be kind and compassionate to yourself and understand that you're not perfect. You're on a journey and it didn't happen today, but I'll try again tomorrow. So kindness and compassion to yourself is really the best thing you can do because if you start tracking it, you are going to feel guilty. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I have to say, one of the things that uh, makes me come alive is singing. And funnily enough, we have Well Miyoki this afternoon. So if anyone wants to have a bit of a sing song, come back a bit later on. Um, we've got the awards, the Clean and Tidy Awards at two o'clock as well. So that's the first time we've done that. So that will be really exciting. Um, so thank you so much, Maya. That, absolutely brilliant. I'm taking away a lot of this myself and I'm sure the audience is as well. So let's give her a run. Thank you. Uh, oh, so guys, um, back here for the awards at two o'clock. So you can go and have a, a mooch around.